What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you wanna be. My mission, to help you keep growing. Hey, it's Kate Hanley. I'm your host and the author of the book called How to Be a Better Person, which has a whole section dedicated to this week's theme, which is being a better partner. I'm sharing five of my favorite tips in this week's episodes, but if you want more, much more, check out the book wherever books are sold. So let me ask you, what if the things that your partner does that drive you crazy suddenly didn't annoy you so much anymore? would help you be a better partner, wouldn't it? Because we all have things about our partner that make us nuts. Today's big idea is that the flip side of the things that initially draw you to someone and that you value about them the most is often exactly what drives you the craziest. It's the yin and the yang of life. The very thing that draws you to someone is also the thing that repels you. For example, my husband is an artist. Straight up, since he was in second grade and he drew a picture of King Kong on the blackboard for the class, this guy has been a maker of things. He is creative and intuitive and totally left of center in his thinking. The night we met, his creative flair is precisely what drew me to him. We met at a prom party, of all places, where you were supposed to dress as if you were going to prom. All the men at this party were playing it safe. They were wearing blazers and khaki pants, which, for the record, is not what you wear to prom. My husband, on the other hand, was wearing truly the most hideous tux I had ever laid eyes on. He had on a lavender ruffly shirt, an orange bow tie, and an ecru brocade double-breasted jacket with black velvet piping. It was like he had his peacock feathers out, and I noticed and liked him immediately. Once we started dating, I loved hearing his point of view and how different it often was from mine. I loved his creativity and how he lived a life on his own terms. Now, can you guess what things about him get on my nerves? The flip side of all that creativity, which in him manifests as messiness, and a love of starting new projects and not necessarily finishing the old ones. And while most of the time I do feel we're in sync, there are times when he sees something so differently from me. But guess what? I can't be surprised or angry that I fell in love with an artist who is also messy and constantly has several projects in various states of completion going on. I'm not saying all artists are messy, and yes, he can be better about cleaning up after himself, but also... You don't get to cherry pick your partner's qualities. And if you could, you would probably end up throwing away some of the things that you love about them because they are the flip side of the things that drive you crazy. Like a quarter has two sides. It really helps to remember that when they are driving you crazy, it's because it's the other side of the coin of what you value in them most. Maybe your partner has a huge heart and you love how much they care about you and other people. You can't judge them, then, when you find out that they have been known to lend money to friends in need. You can absolutely talk to them about ways to support their friends that don't threaten your mutual financial stability, but you can't judge them for it. It's them being who they are. 
If you can understand where they're coming from and why they make the choices that they do, then the situation becomes a whole lot more workable than if you just think he's dumb. I'll be right back with your tiny assignment and some insight on the power of acceptance right after this break. Welcome back. Acknowledging that what drives you crazy is the flip side of what you most love about someone helps you find your way to acceptance instead of resistance. When you accept something, it doesn't mean that you give up all hope of changing it. It just means you set down your judgment of it. That's when you can see it more clearly. And because our partners can pretty much always sense what we're feeling, even if we don't see it, when you can set down your judgment, it helps them stop feeling defensive about these things and resisting any requests from you to change it. Acceptance shifts the dynamic, and that's when new possibilities start to make themselves known. I have found again and again that when I accept something I cannot change, the energy shifts so much around that thing that it kind of starts to shift all on its own. Maybe it's just my perception and not necessarily reality, but whatever, I'll take it. I'm not saying that you're just stuck with someone's annoying habits. If it's seriously impacting your quality of life, you can absolutely open a dialogue with your partner about how to find a happy medium where they can retain who they are and feel accepted, and you can get what you need and feel accepted. And if you need more support than that, couples counseling can also help. I believe everyone should do it at some point in their relationship because we all need help seeing things objectively from time to time. Your tiny assignment is to think about the things about your partner that drive you crazy and ask yourself, could this be the flip side of something about them that I love? Can you lean a little harder into appreciating those things that you love? And can you accept them as a whole package, flip sides and all? Because here's the thing. If there's something about your partner that you're finding it very difficult to accept, there's probably something about you that you're also struggling to accept as well. It's very difficult for us to do for others what we can't do for ourselves deep down. Relationships are mirrors. They show us ourselves, flaws, and all. I hope that seeing the flip side will help you uncover a new level of understanding and acceptance of your partner and of yourself. And I'll leave you with this quote from the Buddhist monk who did so much to popularize mindfulness, Thich Nhat Hanh. He writes, When our hearts are small, our understanding and compassion are limited, and we suffer. We can't accept or tolerate others and their shortcomings, and we demand that they change. But when our hearts expand, these same things don't make us suffer anymore. We accept others as they are, and then they have a chance to transform. And that's what we're going for with acceptance, offering the people we love the most the chance to transform. Come back tomorrow when I'm talking about how to keep your relationship strong even after disagreements and fights. There's a secret ingredient that most of us are never taught that I'm excited to share with you tomorrow. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. 
Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 